Welcome to the Faith Dialogue Podcast with your host, Pastor Ken Baer. Are you ready to swim in the deep end of the Bible pool or climb to the top of Faith Mountain? If so, open the eyes that see, those ears that hear, and a heart that is receptive. Get your cup of coffee and your Bible as we begin. Hi friends, this is Pastor Ken Baer and I've got a treat for you today want to uh, bring a message to you from our associate pastor, Pastor Hal Thornton. He has a message today called Jesus, the Good Shepherd. I'm sure you'll enjoy. Thank you for coming out this beautiful day. You know why it's a beautiful day? Because we're vertical and like I tell folk, and we're breathing and that's a good thing. So we rejoice in the level of health that the Lord gives us for each and every day. And for this, we're very, very grateful. We're looking forward to continuing our series. You know, Brother Ken and his wife Carol up in Michigan, uh, interestingly enough, uh, while we're down here dealing with Florida reality, they're up there in Michigan dealing with a heat wave. And it might be said, it just ain't fair. (laughs) You leave to go to a moderate, cooler area and you come back to Florida where it's continually hot, but you find in Michigan, 90 degree temperature. They ain't used to that up there, so they say. But anyway, I'm sure they're having a good time. We've been working over these last weeks using this idea of a strong box. You know, when in days past, we might've put uh, items that we treasured in a bank strong box, or you might have a place in your home, a corner, locked away someplace self where you put all your treasured items and sometimes in those days you want to go and look at those treasured items you want to have access to your papers you might have a will you might have a contract you might have investment vehicles that are stored away so you need to be able to get to them right and you need to be able to find them Well, what we've tried to do over these last weeks is see that in the sayings that come from the Gospel of John, what are referred to as the I am sayings of Jesus, that each one of those I am sayings can be for you a treasure that you put in your strong box, your spiritual strong box, as it were, so that if a situation comes upon you for which you need to know the Lord Jesus's presence and protection, you can go to your spiritual strong box and you can look at these I am sayings from the Gospel of John. We began our series with I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have what? The light of life. One of the great opportunities that is ours in this journey that God has given us is to realize that there is no darkness in our heart and in our life when the Lord Jesus is our Lord and Savior, because his promise is to always be with us, to comfort and to care. When the Great Commission was given and the church was called to go and make disciples, to teach all that Jesus had taught, and then to remember the Lord's Supper and to remember the uh, baptism, Uh, Remember to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And how does uh, that command finish? And lo, I am with you always. So as believing Christians, we can rely upon the presence of Christ 
in each and every situation, and we can have opportunity to draw our attention and our memory to that. Uh, we have last week dealt with Jesus saying, I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Remember last week when we talked, we talked about the shepherd and how sometimes the shepherd has to find a place to safely put the sheep overnight. Sometimes he would take them into the village where there would be a little corral that would be a protected area and the sheep could rest overnight and the shepherd could rely upon a door that would be locked with a key and only opened when the shepherd came in the morning and the watchman would open that door. And then what the shepherd would do is he would call his sheep. And interesting, we wouldn't think it so because generally the understanding of sheep is they're not the brightest of God's four-legged creatures. Uh, they're rather dumb. That's the general understanding I have of sheep, uh, that they really do need a shepherd. So what the shepherd would do when they were in that pen, he would then call their name. He would call brown spot, crooked leg, twisty tail. He would call them by the name he had given them. They would hear that and they would get up and then they would gather with him at the door and then follow him. That's how the shepherd took care of his sheep. Jesus says, I am the door. And it, it only opens to his voice. It only opens to his presence. And what the sheep would do is they would rise. And why would that be happening? Because they trusted him. They knew him and then they followed him. That's how the shepherd took care of his sheep in the, the morning as he collected them for the day's uh, foraging in the pastures. And remember the pastures that they had in the Near East at that time around Jerusalem and uh, the other cities, remember that those uh, places, they were not like the green pastures we see here. They were scratches of growth, scratches of green, and the sheep would just have to wander around and find them. And the shepherd would watch over them to make sure they didn't go too far while they were looking for forage. So the shepherd would repeat to them, I am the door. And other times in the warmer weather, they would have a pen outside. They would have a protective place out in the fields where the shepherd could put the sheep at night. And it would be built with a, a wall of a, a stone around a little place where the sheep would be safe. And what would happen is there would be an opening there. And the shepherd would actually lie down in the middle of that opening and nothing could get in and nobody could get out. So the sheep couldn't wake up in the middle of the night and just sort of wander through the door. No, they had to climb over him. That didn't happen. So the shepherd could very easily say, I am the door. I am the door and no one enters and no one goes out except by me. And remember that was a indicator in that days of total and complete care. Because the going out of a city and the coming into a city would only happen when it was secure and when it was safe and when it was something that could be undertaken without any degree of danger to the person. So when Jesus said, you can come in and you can go out, you do that with safety. 
And why is that so? Because I am the door. Now he was looking at the religious leaders in Israel when he said that, because he knew that the religion that they were giving the people was not a religion that came from the very heart of God. It was a religion that they had in order to maintain political peace and religious control. And as long as they had political peace, the Romans didn't come down on them. And as long as they had religious control, they were in a good place. That's how it worked. But it wasn't that they were giving the message of the love of God. It wasn't that they were giving the message of the care of God that was personal, that was intimate. It was a control religion. That's how they had to do it. It wasn't helpful to the people. So Jesus took the opportunity to use this expression, I am the door, directed against those religious leaders who were keeping people in control and outside of the love of God. And in that passage from John's Gospel, Jesus continued to say, I am, what? The good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay my, my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them in also, and they too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. And at these words, the Jews were divided. Many of them said, he is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why? Listen to him. But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? When Jesus was speaking, he was talking about the relationship that shepherds have with their sheep. Now, we've already mentioned that sheep are very dumb. They very much need a shepherd. They very much need a watch care. They very much need someone to look over them all the time. And really, we're not much different from that in our own lives. We need someone to watch over us. We need watch care. We need protection because that's just what we as persons within a fallen world are very much in need of. We need the care and the love of God in each one of our lives. The sheep hear his voice. They know who he is. They trust him and they follow him. My wife wears hearing aids. I had permission to make this reference that she's wearing hearing aids. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing because wearing a hearing aid is very good because what happens is you don't miss what's being said. You feel a part of the gathering and everything that is being done isn't just reliant upon what you can see, but you're participating in that fully. And in so doing, you can join in with the gang. You can sing with them. You can go where dinner takes you because that's really very important to be able to hear. All right, now let's, let's gather around the table for prayer and then let's enjoy this wonderful meal. If you don't have a hearing aid in, you might not hear that. You might miss that meal. 
hearing aids are very, very important. And this is why Jesus says uh, that uh, my sheep, they know my voice. They hear me when I call. They get up and they follow me. It's very, very important. And so Jesus raised this issue as he continued to talk that I am the good shepherd. He was needing to contrast himself uh, with the experience of shepherding the flock. Would you like to come and sit in this chair? I think I got this. You'll be all right. Uh, Jesus is talking uh, once again to those religious leaders. And so he's using this image of the shepherd in the fields. And apparently there were folk who were hired, just hired to go out and be with the sheep. And Jesus said in a, in a matter of contrast, you need to understand that a hired hand has no loyalty uh, to their job. A hired hand in the face of danger picks up and leaves. If a wolf comes around, a, a voracious, ravenous creature, they come around looking for a scattered lamb, looking for scattered sheep. The hired hand, so Jesus would say, when he sees that danger, what he does is he says, these are not my sheep. I don't love them. I'm gone. They're on their own. Okay. That's a bad, bad reputation to get. Because if you don't bring back the same number of sheep that you went out with, the word will get out about your name. You're just what? A hired hand. You have no loyalty or no depth of concern for the sheep that you were charged to take care of. But Jesus then continues in the contrast, I am the good shepherd. Now when danger comes and the sheep are mine to watch over and keep, I'm not running. I'm standing there. I'm going to protect my sheep. Do you remember in the early days of King David's life when he was uh, in the court of Saul and the um, Philistines were coming against them and they had this huge man named Goliath. Remember the story of Goliath? It's probably one of the earliest stories you are told as a child about the power of God to give victory to his people. David was just a wee bit of a fellow compared to the other military people who were around him. But he said, I am able, I am going to take care of this giant Philistine because he has insulted the living God. He has denied the presence of God in life and he is an abomination to our people. And so David went out there and what did he take with him? A stone, a stone and a sling. Now sheep wander and the shepherd has to protect them from things that can hurt them. And he has a staff, which is sort of like a club, a rod and a staff that he carries with him, a hooked thing to pull the sheep in. And then he has this, this uh, pole, if you would, this hand mallet. In, in Ireland, they call them shillelaghs, but they're just little sticks with a big head and he can take care of whatever comes near him. He has that. Thy rod and thy staff, they protect me, so David, Psalm 23 said. Now when David presented himself to be of assistance to the nation Israel, Saul looked down on him and said, you're just a little wisp of a fellow. What do you know? 
And then David said, yeah, I'll tell you what I know. I tell you, I fought a lion and I fought a bear to protect my sheep. That's how strong I am. That's how fearless I am. And a shepherd would be required in a case like that because oftentimes the uh, animal might have already done harm to the sheep or the lamb. You were required to bring back a portion of that mutilated animal to the owner so that he, you could present to him the reality that this attack occurred and you protected the rest of the sheep. You had to have that. And David said, in the name of the Lord, I will go forward. He was a good shepherd. He was willing to give his life if necessary to protect the sheep. And Jesus said this, I am the good shepherd. My sheep, they know my voice. My sheep, they follow me. And why is that so? Because he was willing to lay down his life and to take it up again. That is why Jesus is the good shepherd. What does that sound like to you in terms of our church calendar? Does that sound like Easter when we celebrate the resurrection of Christ only because on Good Friday he had been offered for our sins on that cross. Jesus knew this was coming before him and he did it willingly knowing full well that this was God's call upon his life. He was the good shepherd because he was willing to give his life and he was willing to understand that in the care and love of God he would take it up again and all of this was from God. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The people who were listening to him, the crowds, as well as the religious leaders, they were not going to do what Jesus was willing to do. The religious leaders had their system that they were going to work with. The people needed to know of God's care for them in all of life. It's very important that we catch in this passage where Jesus is talking about, I am the door and I am the good shepherd, that we catch the contrast that he's attempting to make between thieves and robbers and wild animals that come to devour the flock. They need a door to go through, the sheep do, to find safety. And he's also aware that there are people out there who don't really care about the sheep. They don't really care about those that are their charge. They're just there for the money. And when danger comes, they're gone. And Jesus says, because I am the good shepherd, I willingly lay down my life for my sheep, and I willingly take it up again. This is the promise of God. This is the victory of God in the words of Jesus. Now, what's really important for us to hear is that Jesus was very effective in his communication of this message that thieves and robbers come, you need a door for protection. The hired hand is not gonna be there for protection, but Jesus' promise is, I will be there. And in John's gospel in the 10th chapter, he says, I've come so that those who follow me may have life and have life abundant. And what's the message we picked up last week from our last hymn, the myriad of experiences in life that are re represented, but how firm a foundation in each one of those diverse and difficult circumstances, the very presence of God was promised.
the very care of God was promised. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, if you don't have Jesus in your life, when these hard times come to you, and they will because we live in a fallen world, we live in a place where hard times are known. If you don't have that, you don't have the promise to see you through, to see you through with the love and the care of God. It's a wonderful thing to know that this is so. But how is that made real for us? Jesus gave this very important message. My sheep, they know me. They trust me. They hear my voice. And what? They follow me. So when we think about Jesus being the good shepherd, the critical way that we know that he is our shepherd is that we know that we are following him. We are believing him and we are following him. We're doing that which he's called us to do, that which is ours as his faithful followers to do. Why? Because my sheep, they know me, they know my voice, they trust me, and they follow me. May God give us grace in these days to remember in this passage when Jesus speaks about, I am the door for the sheep and I am the good shepherd for the sheep. I make him my shepherd because I follow. I follow. I do that which he has called me to do, which is to believe in him as Savior and Lord and then every day pick up the opportunity to be faithful to him. May God give us grace in these days to be the sheep of his pasture and to follow our shepherd. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks this day. You've been listening to Faith Dialogue with Pastor Ken Baer, recorded live at Celebrate Seniors, a ministry of Faith Dialogue. You can listen to or watch all of the recordings at Faith Dialogue by going to www.faithdialogue.org. 